Good morning. Welcome to my second podcast on Castbox. My first podcast received a lot of views and listens. It was about a English women's player called Natasha Dowie, who I think should be in Phil Neville's World Cup squad. Natasha liked it as well, so I just want to say big thanks to Natasha for taking the time to listen. I still think uh, Natasha will be at the World Cup. I watched the England game against Brazil, uh, 2-1 in the She Believes tournament, a good win. But they struggled up front, and I'm really thinking that with injuries and everything, Natasha is definitely, I hope, going to be on that plane. I don't believe she's been in the England team for almost five years, which is insane when you look at her stats. Um, Listen to the previous podcast. It's all about Natasha. I think she's one of the best players I've seen in, in England, or from England, period. And alongside Frank Kirby, I think they can make an excellent strike force. So just want to say thanks to Natasha for listening. And I'm going to be really pushing you hard on social media to get you on that plane. Your talent deserves it. And I really just want to make sure that, uh, you know, exposure is out there. But this podcast is on a different matter. This is about the men's game and it's about my club, Chelsea. Now... Chelsea Football Club are my life. I've been a Chelsea fan for 39 years. I'm 45 and I went to my first game when I was six years old with my dad. It was against Bristol Rovers and I remember being six years old, my first game, and I was scared. I was scared of heights, if I remember at the time. And we were in the cheap seats right at the back in a stadium called uh, Eastville. It's no longer there. And I don't remember the result. I just remember three things. Firstly, the noise. It was like the loudest thing I've ever experienced. Second was getting a rosette. Now, I don't think they make rosettes anymore, but I used to love getting a rosette at a football game. It had Chelsea on it, and it was like a little thing you stuck on your shirt. And the third one was the old match day programs. Now, I've been to many games, and these days, match day programs are just corporate pamphlets that are full of advertising. In those days, you had, you know, there's, there was no apps, there was no mobile phones. I mean, the, the squad was announced on the back of the programme, and you always had, like, a forward or a welcome message from the chairman, which has probably been written by some journalist in a pub. Totally different. It was 1979, a totally different era uh, in football. Totally different. Um... But the love of Chelsea has always stayed with me, and I've been a Chelsea fan, like I said, 39, almost 40 years, which is hard to believe. I'm, I'm, I'm old now, officially. And I've been through the highs and lows at Chelsea. I've been through the lows where we were relegated. We were like a yo-yo club. We were in what was then Division 1, which is now the Premiership. Next season, we were in Division 2. Then it was Division 1 and back down to Division 2. And we had no money. We had nothing. We, we, we were scraping. And... I remember my dad telling me about the glory days of the 70s when we won the FA Cup and we were in the um, Intertoto Cup, I think it was called, or the, the Fairs Cup. So fast forward to 1994, when I'm 21 years old, and we reach our first FA Cup final uh, of, of my life, or the first cup final that had any merit of my life, and we played Manchester United. And I went down to Wembley, and we lost 4-0. It was the first cup final I've ever experienced and it made me realise that Chelsea was part of my life. It, it wasn't just, you know, going to see the league games in Bristol or where I lived at the time. It was really about supporting a club that you really grew with and b- became part of. 
a couple of years later, we started to get a bit more success. We had um, Gianluca Viali as our manager, and then we had Rude Hullet. Was it the other way around? I think it was the other way around, actually. And we bought in Gianfranco Zola, who is now the assistant manager with um, Maurizio Sarri. A legend at the club. The only player I know, I think I know, to actually have his number retired. Number 25. Not even John Terry's number 26 has been retired. So, Gianfranco Zola, Dennis Wise, you know, Viali, Hullet. I mean, those guys, the defence of Petrescu and Desai. I mean... it was it was a great period during the late nineties, and um, we started to get a bit of success. We won the FA Cup, we won the League Cup, and we went on to win what is now the Europa League. And during that time, I realised that Chelsea were becoming successful, and I would never leave this club. And then in two thousand and three, Roman Abramovich came in, took over from Ken Bates and uh, the late great Matthew Harding. And changed the way of our club. I mean, we, we've the last fifteen years has been a roller coaster, and we've gone through twelve managers. We've won fifteen trophies, including the Premiership for the first time in fifty odd years. We won the Champions League, of course, in two thousand and twelve. We won the Europa League uh, the following year. We've won the FA Cup several times. We've won the League Cup. It's been an endless roller coaster of success. But we've become something like a business. We've become a uh, almost like a, a machine. We have two things at the moment that I, I personally don't like. One is an overturn of managers on a regular basis. We've had 13 managers in the last 15 seasons, and one of those has been Jose Mourinho, who's managed us twice. But we've won 14 or 15 cups, so I've lost count. At the same time, we also have a high overturn of young players. We get a lot of young players in, we you know, give them a contract and then we ship them out on loan to whatever club. I think at the moment we have something like 46 players on loan. And of those 46, I believe 19 of them are internationals that represent their country, including the likes of Kurt Zuma, Thomas Callas, um, Marata, uh, who else off the top of my head, um, you know, in, even English players. We've, we've had the likes of Loftus-Cheek, we've got... Um, just losing count. Actually, I, I, I've, I'm, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mystery how many players we have on loan. And what makes me wonder, though, is that recently we've not been in a good way at Chelsea. We've had a bit of a tough season, a rough season, actually. Let's be honest. I'm used to being successful now. Uh, that's because Abramovich, since he's taken over, has really ran the club into a higher level. Now. The thing about my club is that I will always support Chelsea regardless of where we are. If we're winning the Champions League or if we're scrapping for relegation, I will still be standing in the stands through wind, rain and shine, cheering us on as the song goes. Blue is the colour, football is the game. But this season's been a bit of a weird one. We we lost uh, Conte last season, who I think was a great manager. He, He won the... The Premiership in his first season, and then he won the FA Cup, and then was fired, which is kind of standard for Chelsea these days. The same happened to Ancelotti in 2009-10 when we won the double. Uh, next season, we didn't qualify for the final of the Champions League, so he was fired. But the thing is about this season is that player power seems to be the the main focus at Chelsea. We've had these reports about factions in the dressing room, you know, players that have been 
you know, overpowering the manager's decisions. And I think that the shining example of that was the other week when we played uh, Manchester City in the in the Carabao Cup or the League Cup final, and it was nil nil after extra time. And towards the end, uh, our goalkeeper, I can't pronounce his name, I'll just call him Kepa. Kepa went down uh, with what looked like cramp, and the manager obviously thought that he was injured and with a penalty shootout looming he thought we'll bring on Caballero who is our number two goalkeeper and a great penalty stopper. Kepa then stood up and said no I'm okay blah 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 uh, and to cut a long story short I think everyone knows what happened. Um, Sari blew his top and refused, stormed off and there was a big kind of um, blow up about it and then after the game Kepa apologised, Sari apologised and um, we fined Kepa a week's wages and then it all kind of went down. Yesterday we played Tottenham and Caballero was in goal. Kepa was on the bench. Rightly so, in my opinion. I think Kepa is a great young goalkeeper, but he has a lot to learn. And I think he learned a lot during the, the Caribou Cup final. Now, we beat Tottenham 2-0. And this season's been a roller coaster for us. We've, we've been had some excellent performances. We beat Manchester City 2-0 to end their unbeaten run. But then again, we've lost to Bournemouth 4-0. We've lost to Manchester City 6-0. We, we've beaten Liverpool along the way. We've we've been beaten by, I think, Crystal Palace. I mean, we, we've had... We're like a tap that has hot water and cold water. There's nothing in between. But all of the people that are saying, oh, you know, if Sarri doesn't leave, I'm going to leave Chelsea. Or, you know, if we don't get Zidane in, then I'm going to leave Chelsea. You never leave your club. It doesn't matter who is manager, who is playing, nobody, as even I don't like Manchester United, but as Sir Alex Ferguson said, nobody is bigger than a football club. Not the chairman, not the manager, not the players. Nobody is bigger than the football club except the fans. So for all of you Chelsea fans out there that have been saying, if I don't, you know, if Sarri doesn't leave, I'm going to leave Chelsea, go away and support another team. You're not one of us, you know. If you're blue, you're blue. You're, true, you're a true blue, and that's it. Now I've got a Madonna song in my head. But if you're a true blue, you're a true blue. And you don't go around saying, if this, then I'm going to leave Chelsea. You stick by your club. I don't like people that just jump from club to club just because of a player or a manager. In Sweden, we have a great player called Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I don't think he needs any introduction the world over. But I, I know people that have supported clubs just because he plays for them. You know, one season they're supporting Barcelona, the next it's um, Paris Saint-Germain, and then it's Manchester United, then it's LA Galaxy. I mean, stick to a club, don't stick to a player. And I think Chelsea are going to have more up and down times this season. What happens in the future happens, we can't change it. But one thing is, I was supporting Chelsea and watching them 40 years ago, and I really hope I'll be watching them in 40 years' time, because that's what Chelsea's about. It's about a club. It's about a life. And it's the same in women's football with Lynn Chirping. I mean, we've, we won back-to-back -back leagues. We were in the Champions League. Last season, we finished fourth or fifth. I think it was fifth. And, you know, we're going through a, a period of change, but I'll still support the club. I'm not going to go and jump to... Rosengord or <clears throat> or Pity or because they won the league, I'm going to stick to Linchirping because that's the team that I follow. And that's the reason why I'm following Chelsea, is that they are my football team. So this podcast really was about loyalty and sticking to a club. It isn't about 
jumping from ship to ship. You know, if you're, if you're on board a ship, you respect that ship. And my ship is Chelsea. So that's it. There'll be another podcast coming soon about the Women's World Cup. Uh, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.